0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Keeping It PG. We're very excited for our guest today, so we're going to dive right in. Joining us on the podcast is Ted Torbeck. He is the CEO of Cincinnati Bell. Ted is a native of Cincinnati, graduate of Miami University. In addition to his time leading Cincinnati Bell, he also has a background in private equity. Spent more than twenty-five years in senior roles at GE. He made some pretty big news just this week, which yeah. we will touch upon uh, in a few moments. But Ted, uh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, PG. I appreciate it. Well, Glad so I guess f- first of all, I guess just tell us a little bit about your upbringing. You know, sort of where are you from? You know, okay. what what what'd your folks do what were some of the yeah. formative experiences growing up so I grew up in Mount
1: Lookout uh, I got three brothers one sister the three brothers still live in Cincinnati um, I'm uh, my my sister lives in North Carolina um, so we grew up in Mount Lookout uh, moved out to Sims Township when I was in about the seventh grade
0: and but I've
1: Basically, grew up in Cincinnati, great town to be raised in. And you're saying uh,
0: you're you're a good GCL alum, went to Moeller.
1: GCL alum. I had two brothers went to X, and two went to Moeller. A house divided. We had
0: competition. (laughs) I got to ask, so for our Cincinnati listeners, uh, you know, they know that Moeller and X huge rivals. How's that happen within one family?
1: Well, it was. uh, We had some. My brother played football. I played basketball and baseball. He played baseball, so we actually competed against each other. Uh, He's a year older than I but we had some good
0: times <laughs> who got who, who who got the better of those oh, on of course field runs?
1: did.
0: <laughs> is that true yeah you still uh so hoops is my sort of side passion although i'm sure it was yeah. never as good you you still play much no i've i've, I've hung it up got it got it
1: <laughs> the knees just can't handle it anymore and
0: then anything you know you obviously are a very large figure in cincinnati and beyond anything in in your early years that you feel like kind of started to shape you as the person that you became today or well you know i i went to GE right out of, right out of school. So that it was,
1: uh, which is a fantastic management, uh, you know, ground to learn and to, to, experience. And, uh, you know, the thing growing up that I, I really, uh, appreciated was the different management styles and, uh, you could learn from the good ones and the bad ones. And, uh, So that's kind of how I had a lot of managers growing up through GE, and that really...
0: What was the path into GE? I mean, did they recruit on campus? Had you always wanted to work for a mega company like that? Actually, I I started as a very entry-level
1: position, and I worked my way up to be a corporate vice president. Um, So it was basically in an interview process that uh, I got hired. I was in uh, marketing major in, in school and entered in manufacturing, so it didn't... Didn't really make sense, but I think the the intrigue of jet engines and getting in the, sure, yeah. that business was pretty exciting.
0: So n- not that you have to give away all the secret sauce here, but how does someone become the CEO of Cincinnati Bell? And I guess start by re- you know re- refreshing folks. Obviously, Cincinnatians know massive company, uh, you know legacy company, a historic company, in, in the city of Cincinnati. But uh, you know remind folks of total employees, revenue, stuff like that. But then in terms of your story, how how someone become the CEO of a big company like that? Well, our I- Uh,
1: Cincinnati Bell's about a billion two in revenue we got about 3200 employees Uh, what what I think is an excellent workforce that are very dedicated to customers which I think is extremely important Uh, growing up I I think in early management I learned quickly that people are, are what makes a business and it's not the investment you put in product although that certainly helps but if you don't have great people and if you're not developing great people, you'll never succeed. So I, I learned very early that you got to hire the best, you got to treat them the best, and you got to try to retain them the best and uh if you can do that i think you can be successful
0: did you did you you know sort of envision that you would be the ceo of a huge company like that one day was that an early goal i
1: I certainly at a point in time wanted that i didn't know if i would achieve it it's one of the reasons i left ge i didn't see that was going to happen there right um you know i was probably in the mid-30s when i left and I
0: figured... Uh, Welch and ML were just keep staying in those seats too long, <laughs> yeah. so... And Jeff and I were about the same age, I figured I wouldn't be running the company anyway. Two Cincinnati guys that were great oh, yeah. greater in Cincinnati. That great. Yeah, it great. is. Jeff's you, a super guy. Do you feel like, for some of our younger listeners, do you feel like there were things that kind of distinguish you along the way? Obviously, you weren't the only person in the world that, you know, would have enjoyed being the CEO of a, of a great company like Cincinnati Bell, but you were the one that made it. Do you feel like you're more the visionary guy, the organizational guy, some combination the people person? I
1: think it's a little bit of a combination of all of that. Um, I think it's very important. I think people need to understand is what are the key metrics in the business? And you need not meet them, beat them. And I think I always strive to do that. And I was pretty successful doing it. But I can't uh, underestimate how important it is once you get in a leadership position is hiring the best people. But you also got to look forward to what you know, in, in our business and in the telecommunication, there's so much change happening. Yeah, really quickly. And it's happening very quickly. And um, so you got you have to be looking forward and making sure that you're you're staying relevant. Yeah. You know, the latest surge, we're putting fiber everywhere in the city. And we're we appreciate about, that. We're about 67% of the city covered. Um, by the end of this year, we'll be over 70%. We're gonna keep investing as long as the returns there, and I, I think we can get over 90% of the city covered with fiber.
0: That's awesome.
1: If you look down the road, foreseeable future, there's nothing that can compete against fiber. Right. Uh, just the, the, the sheer physics of coaxial cable will not be able to compete against what
0: we have. And I'm pretty sure that's the first time that word has been used on this podcast now. <laughs> Co- coaxial, you're expanding my vocabulary every day. And I can promise you, uh, I heed your advice of the people immediately around me at City Hall are a lot smarter than I am. So my, my constituents can rest easy. Just one more thing sort of on your path to the corner office. Do you feel like, do you look back at one particular lucky break or conversation or someone who hired you or just sort of, you know, interesting circumstance that you feel like was difference making along the way? You know, at a big
1: company like GE, you really have to, your point on distinguishing yourself is so important. I, I went down to run a plant in Madisonville, Kentucky, and at the time they had conveyors that moved parts around the whole plant. What I saw was a lot of inefficiency. I tore the whole uh, conveyor system out, right. put it in a parking lot took a picture of it and sent it to my (laughs) boss and said, this is outdated, and you know, we put everything- It's a bold move. We put everything in cells, and you know, the parts would travel less, and so we got a lot of attention for that, but I'll tell you, it turned out to be the best thing that we ever did for the the business. So
0: it was well received? Yes. Anything uh, that, you know, to maybe folks that are currently in their 20s or their 30s or maybe even their 40s who aspire to uh, be the CEO of a company someday, specific advice you would give them? I would say
1: everybody is in their job and expected to do their job and you get, you have to distinguish yourself. When there's a an opportunity to take a tougher job that everybody knows is tough, take it. Mm. If there's an opportunity to do a, an initiative that's big to the company, take it. So you got to reach out beyond the current job that you're in and look to take and stretch yourself to... to uh, so that people see you and see that you're willing to take a tough challenge.
0: Yeah, no, I I like to run toward the challenge, not away from the challenge. So speak a little, you know, the telecommunications industry, always in the news, impacts all of our lives in a way that, you know, very few other industries, I feel like, do. Talk about just some of the ways in which the industry is undergoing pretty massive changes. Well, I mean,
1: if you look at TV and what's changing in TV, I mean, uh, content costs continue to rise. You know, when you get your, your bill every year, you see the prices have increased. Uh, every time I see a pitcher signed for two hundred million dollars, I think, "Oh my gosh, my, my you know, fees you know, going up." Yeah, you know, paying who's for paying that. for it? It's, it's us. Yeah. All our, you know, whoever watches TV is paying for that. Yeah. So, because um, we can't we can't absorb those kind of costs
0: in our business. So we need to be hope for you know lower cost pitchers. Yeah. There?
1: Well, I mean, eventually it's got something's got to change. Yeah, yeah. It's, and you know, I think you know if you look at what's happening with ESPN right now. Right. I mean, undergoing they, a hell of a time. They yeah. really are, yeah. and it's because you know I'm on Xavier's board. I was on the uh, the collegiate league. Uh, um, they're one of their committees, right. uh, the first, first day, the first meeting we had, they're talking about, well ESPN, I'm concerned about ESPN, Xavier played on ESPN a couple times, we got a big check for playing on ESPN, but we don't know how long that big check's going to last. Right. And I said, look, you know, look at the whole cycle. You get a big check, ESPN charges us more, right. we in turn charge the customer more, right.
0: and then they're cutting the court. That's yeah. what's happening. That's yeah, a challenging so model. we're
1: killing ourselves.
0: You know, if you think that's going to last, it's not. So talk about some of those, and you mentioned the investment in fiber, which I do, you know, wearing my city council hat, thank you to uh, Cincinnati Bell for making an investment that is going to continue to be game-changing. What are some of the other ways in which you all are innovating, in which the rest of the industry is going to have to in- uh, innovate as just, you know, the world is changing?
1: Well, we stay very close to what, what is going on in the industry and, and try to lead in, in some of the efforts. I'll be, I'll be honest, there's not a city, there is not a city in this country that has as much fiber as we do. Sweet, that's what and, we love and, to hear. And, and uh, I think each Eat your fiber, Cincinnati, yeah. It's, it's a competitive advantage. <laughs> yeah. you know, Jonna Reader always talks to me about you know, how much do you have, and she uses that as a sell point to bring new business here. So it is a, a, a competitive advantage that we have here in the city.
0: And anything anything on the consumer side that should be, you know, our expectation for five years down the road, ten years down the road, that we it's just better for us to internalize now about what's coming and changing?
1: our focus is really on the home, on the consumer side, and what we can make the customer experience better. You're going to see our our stores convert to more of what we can offer with our, with our product. And I'll tell you, there's things that we don't even know. That are, that are that will be invented right. in, the, in the future that will go across That's our network. That's a good network. point, yeah. So um, I think the whole focus has got to be on the customer, the customer experience, and at the, in, in their home. And so having the fastest pipe to the home is the way that we yeah, can, no, speed, we can speed, add value. speed
0: Speed is key. So I uh, mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast that uh, Ted made some big news you know, all over the newspapers and local news this week. When I had originally asked if he'd be willing to be a guest on the podcast, one of the things I suggested is, and, and, and I should also say since this is audio, not visual, that uh, Ted is a very youthful looking man. <laughs> I won't reveal his age, but uh, I sort of said, oh, I know you're not going anywhere anytime soon, but in the distant future, would there be some sort of second act? The uh, big news you revealed this week is he'll be retiring from Cincinnati Bell. I guess talk a little bit about that decision and then what's what's next for Ted Torbeck? Well, I, I started
1: a discussion. We have a very uh, strong uh, succession planning process. So we started talking, the chairman and I, about 15 months ago. And at that time, I, I identified Lee Fox, who at the time was the CFO. We promoted him to president and COO to see how he would perform sure. in the operation role. And I'm extremely comfortable with him as the CEO, and I found it was time to time to go on. Uh, what I plan to do is I'll, <laughs> I'll continue on Cincinnati Bell's board. Right. I'm, I'm on several boards. I'm on Xavier's. I'm on the United Way, and I'll stay. I, was,
0: I shouldn't have given Ted, uh, you know, short shrift in the introduction. Hugely civically involved. Uh, United Way, Xavier, three CDC, lots of other things. So we appreciate. Your, we know the civic stuff can take up plenty of time. Yeah. But, and any. Uh, sort of distinct second act, or a little well, bit of this and a little bit of that. Maybe. My son
1: is starting a company. It's oh, congratulations, be Brave Dog. Cool. And it's it's a, a videography and uh, photography company that you know for business. Cool. It's not weddings or anything. it's right. for business and. Uh, I will help him with that.
0: That's exciting. Yeah, is it, is it a brand new company? Or... Brand new. All right. Brand new. Folks, be be on the lookout for Brave Dog for <laughs> service your needs. And then any in terms of uh, you know hobbies. I mean, is your golf game going to get better or? Well, it can't get worse, PG. <laughs> Someday, look, I'm you're in good company. Sometimes for me, the my divot goes further than the ball. So <laughs> I love golf. Uh,
1: I, I I haven't had much time to play it in the, in the last few years, but I will play more than I. I'm a member at Kenwood and. Uh, I hope to play a little bit more.
0: Well, in, in the midst of what's obviously been a uh, momentous and eventful busy week for you, we appreciate you ta- taking some time. Sure. Here on Keeping It PG, we like to end with a couple just lightning round questions, so uh, what are one or two of your favorite things to do in the city of Cincinnati?
1: Oh, this is a great, I love the Reds, I love the yeah. Bengals, I, and you know, I'm a big fan of the Xavier Musketeers, although it's been a little rough lately. but. Uh, you know, all the activities that, that we have here, this is a, I love going to Over the Rhine, matter of fact, I'm going there tonight. Uh, I love coming into the city, I live outside the right. city, but... There's it, a lot of vibrancy and vitality it right is. now. It's amazing, and uh it's it's really fun. Right. So it's great and,
0: to be here. And, and part of why, so last last question here in the lightning round, part of why I told Ted, you know, surely you can't be retiring for another 10 years, I thought he was about a decade younger than he is, who would play Ted Torbeck in a Hollywood movie? Uh that's a good question. Uh, let's say Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood, come on. Clint Eastwood is about double your age, but uh, a, a good pick nonetheless. Ted, thank you so much for joining us All today. Right, thanks. A, thanks, PG. A, a quick rendition of Keeping It PG. You can find our podcast as well as other episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can always keep up with me on Twitter, handles at PG Sittenfeld. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to everyone soon.